0: Benvenuti a Terzo Episodio della settimata de de Book Record Beer
1: I've been studying I've been studying Italian for a couple of years and <laughs> to book record, and record beer. You said nonsense.
0: <laughs> I did a Google translate. I didn't do it for real.
1: Yeah, well you, I'm sorry. I don't think you said actual words, but okay, continue.
0: Welcome <laughs> to Book Record Beer, Season 7, Episode 4. Are we ready to get into this? I started that way, ladies and gents. Everyone who is listening, uh because this is a very Italian cast for the most part, a very very cool cast, and I am super excited about it. Um my good Italian American friend Daniel DeFranco is here. Ciao. Sit. Hello. And we will be getting into quite a few, um, I think, really interesting pieces today. Uh, And I've had the great privilege of uh, seeing the musician live, thanks to Daniel. um, (laughs) So this is going to be great. Uh, Today, we will be talking about uh, the graphic novel, uh, Leon Notes on a Life by (laughs) Carmine...
1: d jesus Gia. christ what? leone it's lion in italian
0: it is oh. lion i know leone 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 notes on a life uh carmine also happens to be my grandfather's americanized name do you think that no this is actually his name yeah because he's, he's 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 italian yeah i don't um, i don't know your grandfather he was Carmelo, but they changed it to Carmine. In any case, Carmine D uh, Giandomenico and Francesco uh, Colafella, correct? Sure. Uh, come on! I, you can correct me. I know I'm not. I haven't studied Italian to the to the uh, Duolingo extent <laughs> that you have, sir. I mean, I would just um, say
1: Carm Carmine D Giandomenico and Francesco Colafella. I'm not, That's what I. Did, no, you 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 went. Did I add some you, syllables or? You went full. So next, you're gonna wanna add. You don't went. Uh, yeah, you went I know. Full. Uh, ah. bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I went the wrong way. Yeah. In any case, Franco, uh, Carmine Franco's is the. Rolling
1: his eyes, and Franco, I'm gonna keep him in check. <laughs> all
0: right. Please, please do because I do get annoyed when people do that. Um, particularly my mom. Uh, Carmine is the author. And Francesco is the illustrator um, of this 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 pretty unique offering from Image Comics. Uh, we are also going to be looking at because it does the story focus on a jazz uh, trumpet player trumpeter. Uh, we are going to be um, uh, looking at uh, Me Tamu. Yep. Uh, her latest offering Mi-tamu. from yep. Mi Tammu. Sorry. Uh, two years ago, uh, Sunflower in the East. And um, again, we had the, the great privilege of seeing her very recently. Um, and the beer will be Italy's own uh, Peroni. That's our lineup for today. Before we jump in, I'd like to uh, introduce my good friend Daniel uh, as an Italian uh, and or Italian-American musician. So I am torn uh, uh, between Vivaldi and uh, Tim Buckley. Uh, I think for pretty obvious reasons, Tim Buckley uh, came to mind when I was looking at uh, Italian or Italian-American uh, uh, musicians because he is a great one. He's also the father to, I think, one of your favorites, uh, young Jeff.
1: Jeffrey, I didn't know that there was Italian heritage there. I thought they were um, his mother is Italian, Irish. I didn't know that. Mhm. Nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tim's mother is
1: Italian. That means um, Jeffrey is a quarter Italian. It does. All right. Yeah. All right. He's in there. All right, <laughs> baby. <laughs> uh,
0: and uh, you know, I actually just saw something recently. Where the fuck was it? It was something where somebody said uh, he's not Italian. He's Sicilian. And I was like, Oh, what? <laughs> Since when? <laughs> uh, but in any case. Um, yeah, I was – and, and Vivaldi, honestly, dude, the, the reason – I took a uh, Baroque uh, music class, mm-hmm. and I always liked him, not because he was Italian, just because I, I just – his pieces seemed to stick more. And his summer – he has that four seasons sort of like mm-hmm. uh, beautiful uh, th- uh, thing there. Um, his summer offering just seems like something you would write because it in no way makes – uh, you feel as if <laughs> there's anything summer about it, um, <laughs> but it just has this tone and this quality uh, that, when I recently re-listened to it, obviously before this, um, I was like, "Ooh, that sounds like a Daniel thing." So you know, I'm gonna, that's why I was torn between those two. I'm
1: gonna plead ignorance. I surely have listened to those, but it's not. Oh yeah, it's definitely. not ringing in my ears. So I got to listen to that. I wonder if he hated the summer <laughs> as much as I do. And that's. <laughs> All right, so
0: dude, it seems like maybe so, and yeah, exactly. I'm going to so listen maybe. to
1: that uh later on. Um if I was to introduce you as an Italian and American uh musician, I'm going with a little uh little Stevie, little Steven Van Zandt. Oh, nice. Little, uh, I Silvio Dante. That. Yeah. Little Frank Taliano. baby. Yeah. Let
0: me let me let me go make a radio show of garage bands only.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um the reason I picked that is because much like your beard, he's got his headband. <laughs> like I feel, yeah. Like it's a yeah. like it's a safety blanket. Yeah, it's a oh, yeah. it's a it, oh hundred percent a crutch.
0: Yes, <laughs> a, 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 actively actively trying to. He's got a better approach though because it, it's covering up whatever recession everything. he has going on up top. I will. Yeah, it's covering up everything. I
1: will give you this though. You look better with your beard than he does with his headband. He looks like a fucking Thank you. he looks like a fucking idiot.
0: <laughs> Dude. Like like a um I don't know, like a medieval hobo or something. Yeah. We Yeah. Little Steven.
1: Yeah, we're not allowed to say gypsy anymore, but whatever
0: Traveler. He's traveler, a Traveler. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's 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 like three chimey danglies away from being a traveler. <laughs>
0: Imagine if he he probably has an ankle bracelet. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Lil' Steven didn't have an ankle bracelet. <laughs> I would be surprised if he didn't. Um, oh, that's great, dude. He's a New Jersey staple, too. Yeah, I
1: know. Listen, I, this is well-researched. You nailed
0: it. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. You crushed it. <laughs> yeah, well done. Um, awesome. Awesome. I love it. So uh, I think let's jump in. Um, let's jump into this guy, Leone. Leone, uh, Notes on a
1: Life.
0: Notes on a Life. So it is based on a true story it does give us that disclaimer like immediately um and it has you know this sort of like interesting historical fictive approach uh to telling the story um of of this italian lion, um and it starts you know near the end and then immediately jumps us into um the past yeah
1: Uh, it it pulls a whole Dewey Cox has got to think about his entire life before he performs like (laughs) yes that's that's how it starts he blows a note like he's like hey man you got 10 minutes and then he Mm -hmm. stands up there and does nothing for five of them yep (laughs) and then he honks and then we're sent into a whirlpool of of nonsense for the next hundred and something pages
0: Okay, so so that gives me a really good indication of what you thought of of this gorgeous work from from our brothers from across the the water. Oh, um,
1: the artwork is beautiful. But let's let's the artwork you is
0: stunning e-
1: ease us in here before. Um, okay, I shut it so down. The,
0: okay, yeah, a brief a brief summary. So, and, and you're right, it is extraordinarily nonlinear. I wouldn't say that you're thrown into complete nonsense. I think there is a through line. Um, and it's sort of all these touchstones of not even major points in his life, but we get a sense of what turned him into Leone mm-hmm. and 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 sort of like moved him to these extraordinary acts because we have a guy here who um, relentlessly pursues a dream but who's also like like undeniably tied to uh his home and there we see that there are these things that just are 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 stoke a really I think enormous passion in him and 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 there's this central theme of, of him being torn between these two worlds. Because in America, he is, it's not like he's nobody mm-hmm. in Italy and then goes to America to be somebody. He's just who he is. And because of who he is, he becomes this sort of larger-than-life persona uh, everywhere that he goes. I mean, I think that the artists uh, do a great job of making this clear with the juxtaposition of him sort of building the skyscrapers, Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of thing. And I, I I like that, you know, and we, and we near the end find out, uh, how and why he was named, uh, the lion. Um, and, and, and the fact that when he's older, he's still doing these grand things and he hasn't lost this central essence of who he was. It actually reminded me a little bit of, um, uh, the movie "Stand by Me" and River Phoenix's character—that Okay. That, you know what I mean—where yeah. you 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 have this this guy who's from a particular time and era and family uh, that has you know th- this this heart that is super strong and 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 has what seems to be a true north, um, but he he also is you know very much into living and and he chooses to live sort of. Um, precariously for lack of a better word, you know.
1: I mean, um uh, that's that's fine. I get that. That's a good Yeah. Yeah, it's and, a good and, likeness.
0: Yeah, I I think that one of the most striking things about this was um it really like the art and and sort of the non-linear narrative where a lot is left to us. I mean, if you if you totaled the words here, I would really be surprised if we if we cracked a couple
1: hundred. Oh, I think you saying leaves a lot left to us is a massive understatement okay there's pages and pages with yeah 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 nary a word yeah gorgeous yeah
0: <laughs> and and some have some have this like uh the, you know like these like this this the pink black and white noir sort of like um feel to them you know that's him in the club and stuff and then we go back to these really detailed drawings I mean that was one of the first things I wanted to ask was there's a real purposeful choice being made by the colorist and the artist here of like what's black and white what gets colored in what gets this sort of like very hyper realistic um almost photographic feel Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like if if you're checking out um uh what, what what page? The fuck am I on here? It's it's where you know he's he's basically fallen into this this dark abyss. Coming out of the war, he's got his gas mask on, and then he like appears to wake up mm-hmm. from like a nightmare. Yeah. and it's this it really hyper realistic. So that was the first thing I wanted to address because frankly, you know, I've been reading a ton of poetry and novels and verse and all this stuff where you do have to fill in a lot of the gaps. So I think I was really like this was like the perfect time for me to read this because I was real attuned to having to do that. Um, But I did want to start with I was most impressed and moved by the talent of the of the art here of the of the drawings. Um, So I wanted to start with that. Like, what did you think with regards to the choices being made for, Color, lack of color, hyperrealism, almost like loose pen and ink uh, uh, or ink and paper sketches. Like, I mean, it's a, it's yeah. almost like mixed media. So, yeah. Way, so, you,
1: know? you said like mixed media. Is that what you said? Kind of.
0: I mean, it's yeah, it's it's aesthetic choices, but it feels like that because it's almost like photographs at certain points. Mm-hmm. Um, the almost like collage elements, that, mm-hmm. and then you're getting into the very clear noir type feel and look, and I don't
1: know. Um, I, so I, I, I think that having a uh, spectrum of artistic styles um, did a couple of things. One, it it, it segmented the uh, graphic novel mm-hmm. so we would know when we were going from section to section or even on the same page if there was yeah. like three different t- – so this is super, super nonlinear – it's like the opposite yeah. of, of linear. Like, saying nonlinear isn't, <laughs> isn't enough. It's like an, right. anti-linear. You'll, yeah. you'll have a page with three panels, and it's like war, childhood, uh, you know, yeah. like teaching his granddaughter to play the trumpet or something. Right. Um, and I think that having the different artistic styles helped with, uh, it's like Oppenheimer. How all the, did you see that? I didn't see like it. All the trial stuff, which is like a time jump, it's in the future, is in black and white. All the stuff that's normal, or not normal, but in our present day, is is in color. So that that helped. Uh, that helped us kind of keep those two storylines separate. Sure. Um, yeah. So carbon dated. Yes. So I think that was a very good decision because they wanted to tell the story in such a batshit way. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. I mean, it's so. It's so. Interesting, it's the only good um, decision they
1: made,
0: really. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being so suspicious. you really, you, yeah, I figure, but you didn't, you and I do understand that. I remember when we read Lissicky's, uh The Narrow Door, which was about his friend who uh, was dying of cancer and he cared for her and stuff like that. And oh, he's yeah. a very non linear writer. I remember we were having a similar conversation where you we had these jumps and we had these different things, of course, this was written. You know primarily in prose and stuff mm-hmm. like that so it was it was it was different but um I, it is something that i have found like that was one of the big discoveries for me was that this is that's not a popular way to write for obvious reasons but for me i really gravitate towards that like that 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 clicks something in me that that i that mm-hmm. i like get and my imagination is able to just sort of like explore um and I love it.
1: Is it, is it, but it tickles your ADHD? Is that what you're saying?
0: I, pff, undiagnosed, <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, it's just, it, it is something that, like, it's a st- it's an approach, and it's, it's something that just really resonates with me on an artistic level, on a creative level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, this combined with that really gorgeous imagery, um, it just made so much sense. But in saying that, I realized simultaneously like, oh, this is really not for everybody Mm -hmm. um when I was reading it because even I at certain points who was like way into it, really attuned, um had to go, uh, well, how does this fit? You know what I mean? Like where's the I I would lose the through line a little bit. So I I do totally give you um, you know, you know, credence to that. Let
1: me let me say the couple things I have to say because I don't have a lot to say about the actual um book story itself. Yeah. Now the things that made me think about are are certainly profound, so I give it um two thumbs up in that regard. Um so it's called Leone, Notes on a Life. And they really want you to really believe that it's a true story that follows an Italian man who immigrated to the US to find fortune, freedom, and jazz, and then left it again to save lives. That's that's the back text. Um mm-hmm. I looked up, I, I spent a couple of hours. This is not a real person. Right. So this is a a conglomeration, an and am, am, amalgamation, is that a word? Amalgamation. Amalgamation. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> conglomeration, I think, it has a business tinge to it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's in the comics. You don't get into comics for uh, art. You know, you do it to make money, <laughs> right? Right. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's a, uh, it's not a real person, but they, they want us to believe that this happened
0: or that I, so that, like you said, they've, they've, they've combined a number of lives. They, they've, they've taken what is historical.
1: So, yeah, so so that's my, that's my big beef right away. Don't, don't sell me on that. This is a true story of this dude. When you're starting it says based on a true They really want you to, like, this is a true story. It's like, well, who the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Who's the fucking guy then? You know, they've <laughs> got this introduction. Well, it's, it's
0: Dominic LaRocca. He's the trumpeter. Is it? They tell you that on page five. When? A trumpeter named Dominic James LaRocca, also known as Nick, along with the original Dixie jazz, uh, Dixieland jazz band with S's instead of Z's, um, yeah, I saw that. But th- basically put out the first album to be defined as jazz, you know, and they were mostly Italian.
1: But that wasn't supposed to be this guy, was it?
0: I think that this guy is, that's where they're sort of saying based, like, this is where the trumpeter of, part. Okay. Yeah, so this is where the trumpeter element of this this uh, amalgamation of a character uh, exists.
1: All right. Well, uh, pinch my ass and call me Giuseppe. Uh, <laughs> like I missed that. All right. Um, all right, Giuseppe, stay with us. <laughs> all right. We have another pepperoni. <laughs> so that aside, um, <laughs> I really thought that we were going to get a history lesson. Like I wanted. I wanted a biopic. But, you know, in comic mm-hmm. form, um, right? a biomic um, Biocom?
0: Speaking of racial epithets, oh, they give did it. you know that Dago comes from they go, or they finally go away, or until the day goes, meaning a day worker? Yeah. Could also, re- you know, derive from dagger due to the widespread stereotype that Italians were always armed with knives. We get a whole list of Italian-American... Slurs. Epithets. Yeah, Yeah. slurs. That's the word you're looking for, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Slur is the right word, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know why, because it never comes back up, but I guess they really wanted us to feel um, in the uh, the gutter. In the era. With the Italian immigrants. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, I think they're, I I don't know. Have you noticed that sometimes there is this weird thing with uh, the Italians and the Irish that, like, they they want to remind the world that that they were spat on too Yeah. When they came to America. I I don't know if you've ever gotten that. I remember that from being younger and and different relatives and stuff like that like like you know when I don't know things would be in the news or something like that they would they would they would have this urgency to to and Italians particularly I felt always were like well we were able to whatever. Mm-hmm. You know they had they had this a strong sort of like misguided pride that you know we we were able to, to 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 get past this this nonsense and and then you know of course they they, they become the the uh doing the same thing that was done to them you know yeah what I so mean? What, the, what
1: you're saying i i know exactly what you're saying um and when i was a, a young man a young boy a child i remembered um those kind of whisperings of things and it, yeah. it didn't really come back to me until maybe uh, actually a couple months ago i was looking up the history of of some italian slurs. And it, it set me on a rabbit hole. And Italians were in the early 1900s when my family came over here. Uh, I think when yours came over, right? Same time?
0: Yeah, mine's mine were like um 1920s.
1: Yeah, mine's super late 1800s, so they traveled back and forth a bunch and then they finally like oh, shit. really settled. Braggadocious. Yeah. <laughs> in like <laughs> 1910 19, like we're in the nineteen taking
0: America vacations. Look at these guys. Look at the Francos. Well, oh, not
1: just like one of the people. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe like someone was sick, they had to go back. I don't know. Oh, um,
0: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Make me feel bad.
1: And listen, um <laughs> this is right from the text. Hold on. Hold on. All right. All right. Hold on. All right. Hold on. We're getting the page. Hold right. on. Hold on. Where's it at? You looking for the slurs? No. <laughs> The cost of the ticket for America was lower oh, yeah. than for a train to Northern Europe, which highly favored a mass migration. So not braggadocious. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're, take, yeah. they're taking the mega bus. No <laughs> reserve seat. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're going up to Chinatown, baby. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, where was I going with this? That um, was a
0: reference to the bus that goes from, from China. Yeah. It's super to cheap. To Chinatown. They just show up.
1: It's very cheap. Maybe. Maybe you get on.
0: There's there's a chance that you maybe won't you make it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. there'll be another one, Maybe
0: you're in Jersey that night and you're still there in the morning.
1: Yeah, but there'll be another one. Maybe. It's coming along.
0: (laughs) It's the Fumwa bus, isn't
1: it? That's what it's called. Uh, I'm not sure anymore. I know they they shut down a bunch of them. Anyway, um, so in the early 1900s, when that mass migration of Italians was coming over, they were super, super um, marginalized. And there was not much of a distinction between Italians... And black Americans Um, right now Italian Americans they eventually learned or they assimilated to present white because I mean that's a thing that's that's relatively easy to do because their skin is is white the point is there was a time when the Irish and the Italians were all looked down upon I don't know who's looking down on the people the English oh just the Welsh the Germans? Them.
0: Yeah. And even, no, anybody that could speak English. That's why the Irish then looked down on the Italians because yeah. the Irish were able to speak English. So they became sort of the enforcers, basically the police force, for a lot of these industries that were run by the English. Right. And so then they fucked up everybody below them, and they were sort of literally like the muscle for the English. Yeah. and And, and because they spoke the language, they had a leg up on everybody else, so that was their
1: out. So, so, so that component of the story, I thought when it, it made me think about that, that was the most intriguing part of like, oh, there's this right. history. This guy couldn't just come over and like blow his horn or get a job. He's got to get a job like doing like the deadliest thing. Yeah, that anyone
0: exactly. He's got to yep. like go
1: build these skyscrapers. And his friend's like, no, you don't. Like people, like people are dying doing this. You're gonna break your back. You'll never. A lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll crush your hands, all that stuff. And you're a horn player. Why are you going to fucking do that, you know?
0: Exactly, Um, yeah. So- Yeah, no, that's that's, that's a great point. I
1: thought that that was probably the most um, compelling thing, just thinking about my own heritage of what my family had to deal with when they came over here. And when I look Mm -hmm. at the 1920 census, 1930 census, and there's like 18 people living in a little row home in South Philadelphia- yeah. I'm like, Jesus, you know, it, like you look at it yep. from 1920, it's this amount of people, 1930, it's like, oh, they're still there. But now they've got their wives or husbands yep. and then maybe like their kids. Like, what? The, where the fuck are you sleeping?
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Dude. Like they're taking shifts. Yes.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 always amazed me. Can I, um, can I finish to no end? Just yeah. add on one more thing. So No, I'm just co-signing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um the f- through that struggle all all oppressed peoples somehow found time to create art whether it's mm. you know field hollers the blues you know it's turn to jazz um mm-hmm. whether it's um you know art or or i guess in this case jazz which is you know still uh music but i think that that's yeah. that's that's worth noting that um
0: I mean, even what we're fucking holding in our hands, right? We're we're marveling at the 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 graphic art here, mm-hmm. right? We're we're and and it's literally coming from a, a, an Italian, and and I, I yeah, I I think it's I think it's one of those things where to make sense of things, to to be able to um, find relief from a lot of this bullshit that you're confronting mm-hmm. day in and day out you know, uh, it's, it's, it's our cave painting, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's what keeps us, it's what keeps us human in a, re- in a really big way when we're being, you know, inhumane to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I think, I think that's a fantastic, uh, uh, thing to recognize in this. And, and I, I definitely like, I, I don't also don't want to downplay like the reality of, of war that's at the center of this too. You know, like, I'm
1: glad you brought that up. Cause I have a, th- I have a thought on that go for it. Yeah, I got the I got the um lead singer syndrome this cast, sorry. Um, <laughs> I hope you had I, Take it away. I, I hope I hope you had nothing to say. Um, <laughs> I thought I had nothing to say. Um yeah, you've, you you uh, sort of prefaced it with I that. know so, so let me go. <laughs> yeah. uh, if uh, I'm about to uh oh crack it. Crack it. Nice.
0: Uh, I wasn't a good one.
1: A little rusty on my history, but Leone goes back to Italy during World War II to fight. Right. Now, if I recall, right. <laughs> Italy was of the Axis.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Up until... No, he goes back to world, for World War I. See, but here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. No, welcome, right? welcome. He's our... Welcome to the first New Year's Jazz Club contest 1940. 1940 well after he's gone and come back. That's well after he's gone and come back,
1: right? Because that's when he relives his whole life, right? Okay,
0: so that's that's the end of his life. He goes back for World War One. Okay, you're right. And, okay, and if 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 I'm stand corrected, Jesus Christ, you fucking scared me, dude. I was like, how have I read this wrong? Uh, but
1: <laughs> which side was Italy on in World War One?
0: Yeah, that, that that's something we. Uh, I think they were on the. We I think they were out. on the
1: what we'll call the good side because Hemingway went to Italy. Italy to join the Red was
0: a partner in the triple alliance with Germany and Austria-Hungary, but decided to remain neutral. However, a strong sentiment existed within the general population and political factions to go to war against Austria-Hungary, Italy's historical enemy. Okay. So, pretty good.
1: Okay, yeah, they came into the war on the side of the Triple Entente, Britain, <laughs> France, and Russia. Okay. Okay. All right. Woo! What? A, I'm because I was reading this and I was in my head. I was like, <laughs> I just had 1940 in my head. No, no. You know? Well, because
0: remember, it starts with the 1900. Like literally, 1900 was when he's over in America, yeah. and so he goes back for World War One. And you got to think too when he, he's in Italy, they're they're still pulling horse and cart and stuff like that. Like it's very it's pre-industrial. They were
1: they're still doing that now in Southern Italy. Right.
0: Uh, that all right. I feel a little bit anti-Sicilian happening
1: here. I said Southern Italy. I didn't say anything about Sicily. It's as south as you get,
0: baby. Listen,
1: listen. (laughs) Settle down, White Lotus, all right? (laughs) In any case, my guy has one meatball, and all of a sudden he's Sicilian. Listen,
0: when you have grandparents named Carmela and Carmelo with the last name Cuccia, you feel pretty strongly... (laughs) about your sicilian heritage and roots that's as that's as holy shit as it gets
1: you sound um exactly like the um the gravy seals that were defending the columbus tower my, my <laughs> <laughs> <Camelo>. <laughs> yeah no
0: um they
1: were, yeah in any case busting i'm breaking your balls yeah yeah
0: um I I but I had something that I wanted to say. Oh, so that that segues really nicely into what I am going to call the immigrant narrative, right? So we read so much mm-hmm. so God. so much in America as young people, particularly we teach it, you know, as as educators, um the immigrant narrative. And and you know, of course over recent years, we've um had our curriculum imbued with more and more different Uh, uh, immigrant narratives um, from different places particularly the east Um, and so it's it's an interesting thing to have this now fall into that uh, genre of immigrant narrative and for me this is an interesting one for a number of reasons um, not the least of which being how much it touches upon Um, and perhaps that's where the approach of being this sort of anti-linear thing um, is is most jarring for somebody who, who, you know, just doesn't like that or that doesn't jive with them mm-hmm. um, because it is covering so much uh, of the immigrant narrative. It feels like they have the authors have a real not bone to pick but they they have some things that they want to say and they want to make sure are included in the
1: narrative. Well, they didn't do it by um, writing words, I'll tell you that. <laughs>
0: and so so but to me, I know that I definitely felt and you know, especially as a musician and stuff, I wanted I wanted more of two things. I wanted more of how he got to be so fucking good mm-hmm. and what what it was like to play in those clubs back then. I really wanted to know that. And I wanted to see more of what it was like to frankly live in Italy during that time. Mm-hmm. Like I was really intrigued by the homeland in that regard and, and, and what that was like and, and, and to come back and, and, and to, to, to be a child there. There's literally like pretty much just one important, but really one scene um, of him as a child there. And and I'm, I'm just very intrigued by like those markers, particularly in childhood, that form an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted I wanted more of those two things, um, but they had to. But but then, frankly, you don't really get much of an immigrant narrative if you're focused on mm-hmm. those two things. All the immigrant stuff comes from his day to day, his job, the war, like all that stuff is very, very. Uh, entwined with what it 's like to be an immigrant during that time, um, and frankly, even now, like when you look at it, like who goes to war right it's it's it 's not the people that have been here for a really long time it 's often the people that are brand new right that 's the poor that 's who, who goes to war the the people who don 't have much money, and the war is a is is a way sort of like out almost because you 're given x and y for Mm -hmm. having done it you know and 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 it's this it's this this weird rite of passage almost that uh a lot of young men uh who immigrate to the united states find themselves having to endure um so in any case immigrant narrative was the thing that i wanted to to make sure that we commented on as well
1: yeah i wish i saw more of that as well but you know we'll always have our nine pages of outer space graphics for no reason. Um I mean I get it. I get it. He's out there on his own floating in the, like with the universe. Yeah. It's metaphor. I get I I I get it. I get it. <laughs> but come on. <laughs> we'll always say I it.
0: mean nine pages, nine pages you're you're being facetious, but No, it, we can it count is, it. It's, it's 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 a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's six. It's a lot of panels. Sorry. It's a lot of panels for sure. Um
1: but I'm counting these fuckers right now. I,
0: no, I, I, I one, you know. I two, won't hold three, that against you. 10,
1: 11, 12, 13, 14. That's not 15. all outer space. Okay. You know yeah, but not. he lands in Earth. It's still the same arc. Okay. So here's two things right. I want to comment on. Uh, let's start with the good one first. Okay. I thought that this. As a whole, Leone, Notes on a Life, it was refreshing to see a story about an Italian-American um, that had not even a, 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 a dripping of the mafia.
0: Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it's
1: like, no, this is a dude. He just came over. He busted his ass, that played the great. trumpet. You know, yep. And I th- it made me think about my great-grandfather. He came over, and he had a hat shop. You know, it was like there you down go. the street. He just yeah. came, and he just made hats. Um, yeah.
0: That's what I like to do. So
1: that's the one thing. The second thing...
0: That's a great point, though.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm a smart guy. So, (laughs) uh, (laughs) love outer space. Love outer space comics. Really, uh... (laughs) Oh, fuck off. (laughs) Um, To your point about, I wish, we you know, you wished you would have saw more of him, like, in the jazz clubs and in that scene. Yeah. I wonder how Leone felt and the other Italians that were playing jazz um, around black mm. Americans?
0: Yeah. Did they, f- yeah. Did
1: they feel um, yeah. camaraderie because they were, you know, for lack of better words, like all lower class looked upon, uh, well, looked yeah. out upon, and then playing this music, but the Italians, it's not their music. They're coming to America right. and playing this music. Right. And then, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Mm. There's There's a lot of politics there. It's like, Black music isn't awesome until white people play it. And that first album that called like a jazz album was all Italians.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Whether they're Sicilian yeah. or darker skinned or not, they weren't they weren't American black people. So
0: Right, um, exactly. Yeah. No, that's not their as you said, that's not their music. I but the but but it it's interesting because it also speaks to that larger idea of music. And yes, it does. finding your tribe in music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I mean, the first time I heard Gogol Bordello, that's a Ukrainian man I, I, playing his country's, like, very, very well-guarded, you know, folk music, mm-hmm. essentially, to, to a, sort of an American punk backbeat. I That felt like my music. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't explain how much that felt like it. And, you know, maybe that's just, like, the... Sl- Slovak or Slavic side of me just you know maybe that is something ingrained Mm -hmm. because it's not too far away but it doesn't my point is more that like maybe there was uh, from a musician's sort of like standpoint um, a real um, connection to to the music that was being being made there Mm. Um, but I think you're absolutely right I want to see the drama yeah And this sugarcoats it a little bit. And my thinking is, why is this a graphic novel? Why isn't it volumes of a story? Because there's enough here and there's enough big stuff. And if you want to get historical and if you want to make this person an amalgamation of a number of different people, you got more than enough material. Mm -hmm. And you're doing it in such a way that, like, it's pretty fascinating to me. Um, how much you could do with it and and i think but then i'm torn because i really think it is a beautiful piece and i think it does work to stand alone too
1: what if dominic james LaRoga was a piece of shit and they're like you
0: you think they didn't want to touch some stuff that would have been too much
1: i'm just i'm just pontificating i don't know it
0: is rated m for mature and and i didn't feel like it that was a necessary rating i don't know what's really you know what i mean like why would you keep this from
1: oh there's because there's like a nipple on two pedals nudity
0: i guess yeah yeah that's about it that's it and it's i mean the war is a little bit graphic but not
1: really it's like smatterings it's not even
0: yeah 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 i i don't know i don't know i don't know um, That's talk
1: to the um MPAA, whoever, whatever the rating system is for, uh, yeah. Let me look up. Do you think if I just Google up, was Nick LaRocca a piece of shit? What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, my, my major, I mean, the, the, the author has done a lot of stuff for, for Marvel and stuff like serialized stuff that, you know, um, he's done. And maybe this was just something that was like a passion, project of sorts and they they got to do the one um i mean images is a pretty cool um a pretty cool publisher like they have Killadelphia is on that Mm -hmm. um and and you know like uh, saga is another one like some there's some pretty big ones on on there that are are also pretty cool and some some more indie type things so i don't know but um yeah, I I as far as the immigrant narrative goes to bring it back to that for a moment, I I think that I did want to see some of that other stuff explored, but I think that this sits nicely in in sort of almost like a bite-sized look and if you're interested you can you can pursue more. Um as we as we've been doing mm-hmm. and talking about and and you're doing right now to to see if Leroka is a piece of shit.
1: Well, I'm looking it up right now. I'm, I'm actually going to go down a rabbit hole, not um, on air.
0: Please not now. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: but here's a little bit here. Uh, La Ro- I remember reading this now, not this exact website because it wasn't. I wasn't here, but I remember when I was in college studying African American um, music. Uh, it was like mm. a whole course. is I don't remember the name, but I remember this idea. La Roca's direct claim of the invention of jazz by white people made in his later years was also controversial for its blunt racist overtones. So he was like... <laughs> so maybe your answer is yes. That's why they didn't delve into it. That's why they yeah, said it's yeah. based on a true story. Right. So Leone is a solid dude, from what yes. we can gather, who it's yeah. based off of. Laroca wasn't an immigrant. He was born in New Orleans um, his parents New were Orleans. immigrants New Orleans and uh, let's just say that he had southern sympathies I mean why wouldn't he
0: he's born down there yeah he's a good old boy who knows who knows maybe yeah I um I I mean frankly Shh sugar-coated or not um the more we've talked about the more i've realized like it probably was the best approach to make this person an amalgamation of a number of different people because not to sort of expel the shittiness of a singular person but more so to go like maybe this is sort of like if we were to make a hero, mm-hmm. like this is what we would want our hero to be. Um, if we were, if we were to say, you know, th- what what would be or who would be the best of us or something like that, um, maybe Leone is, is is their attempt at at making that person.
1: Yeah, I don't want to get too far away from the actual art, which is the, the Leone right. Notes on a Life this graphic novel. Um, but you know, if they're saying it's based on a true story, they're. They're putting that out there.
0: Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so that, you know, do we only take maybe that's the misstep? Maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's just they fictionalized quite a bit. So, why not just call it a work of fiction?
1: Yeah. I think because they want that hook. Um,
0: Yeah. You know, a lot of people fucking do that. I don't think they need it.
1: Yeah. But who knows, man? Uh, Who knows? So, I'm not saying that everything should be discounted um because i think all lives all great lives will fall apart under scrutiny um yeah, yeah. so if we look back and we just kind of understand the times uh I'm certainly not saying um la gets a pass on on anything because there's plenty of no. people that Probably didn't say terrible things. And listen, I don't, I don't really claim to invent jazz. Yeah, but like telling, saying that you, you know, white people invented jazz. Um,
0: That's what I'm saying. Uh, How do you possibly even think it?
1: It's bananas. I don't know. Um, especially when you have got guys like Jelly Roll Morton who were obviously alive and already <laughs> playing <laughs> the music that you're, <laughs> you know, it's bananas. Yeah. Really, uh, and Scott Joplin, like his like maple leaf rag was like 1906, you know, or something <laughs> like something early like that. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's crazy.
1: So I don't know, buddy. Maybe you invented like. <laughs> like, like white jazz. Yeah. Like maybe his yeah, definition of whole what jazz different. was is something not. Right. Clearly defined because he died in 1961, so he. You know, he's making these statements in the '40s and the '50s. You'd think, right, if they say later in his life. Yeah, yeah. And by then, definitely. And by then, it's you know, you know, it's it's what we think of when we think of jazz. You know, the the uh we're coming. Oh we're yeah. coming out of Ellington. You know, he was kind of um, uh, you know, falling away in fashion by by the '40s and '50s. Yeah, 50s. the big bands
0: were on their way. Yeah. yeah.
1: So. Um, yeah. No. That definitely. Anyway, I think. Where this book succeeds is in the conversation that it opens up yeah. between Yeah. Between smart people. Um I think And I <laughs> <laughs> And listeners. Yeah.
0: I guess I guess too, that does speak to why it's not maybe um a three, four, five, six part thing, right? Because it's 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 a it's a conversation starter, it's a it's a spark rather than a whole fucking fire yeah yeah it's a flame uh yeah i i my final thought is the the drawings the art is gorgeous i really like the non-linear narrative and i think that to your point which is one that i can't believe i didn't like make a note of but is really important. It's a great look at the Italian American immigrant narrative without the mafia, yeah, or any sort of real criminal activity whatsoever. You know, um, it's a. It seems like a yeah, a, a super interesting story that that doesn't have the explosiveness, the incendiary nature of throwing the mob or like, you know, sort of indiscriminate killing into the story to to make it sell.
1: Yeah, it focused. I mean, it didn't even really even focus on the music. It just focused focused on the the humanity of this person's life. Yeah, what I mean, by humanity, like he was a real person, like they made you feel like, you know, this guy's at the end of his life. He's he's honking. And, um, you know, he's just thinking about when he was a kid. He's thinking about the people that he loved, the people that he had to leave, the things he had to do. Um, it's all really big
0: fucking stuff. And it's so appropriate mm-hmm. for now because it's like, not to mention this is a pandemic book. So, like, that's kind of interesting in and of its own right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, but also. What do you ex- yeah, explain like, that? What
1: do you mean by a, by a pandemic book?
0: Well, it comes out in twenty twenty one,
1: right? Yeah, like December, right? Twenty twenty one, I think.
0: Yeah, and and so you have you have this obviously being, I would imagine, written and and drawn through the pandemic. Yeah, you know, in those preceding years. So so it's like at the height of that. So the, it's 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 just like sort of taking stock of like, mm-hmm. wow, like, people a hundred years ago had to do this seemingly insane really big stuff and guess what people are continuing to do it um and it's it's just you know making these enormous choices and and what's the what's the end result like maybe you're not remembered maybe there's no legacy maybe you just were a part of this much larger thing and i think that not to fuck you up here but that (laughs) thing of the nine pages of the universe is is pretty uh emblematic of that where it's just yeah you're part of this enormous much larger thing and your life is so big in its own right but in fact you're just floating in this you know sort of that 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 realization that i think a lot of us come to in the middle of our lives and probably again at the end of our lives Mm -hmm. that you know you've 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 given yourself purpose you've created purpose you've invented purpose for so long to get through each day and 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 to give yourself an end uh and in reality you could have just thrown up your hands you know and and you know honked a little bit just
1: should have just honked a little bit and and for (laughs) for the record it was like 12 pages of outer space all right
0: (laughs) I mean, if you're gonna make a point, yeah, twelve pages is I think enough.
1: My final thought. Artwork, fucking incredible! I love this image that I'm holding up here. Uh, Maybe we'll put that on our new Instagram. We'll talk about it a little bit. Um, Yeah, it's just this. It looks like the cover of like an old jazz album, but like comic style. That's that
0: noir sort of noir sort of uh, section. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it's a lady playing an upright bass. It's um, black ink. Instead of it's not black and white it's black purple uh, red a little bit of white and then just the red is the accent in her um, hair accessory
0: yeah um, and, it's I mean the choices are are and you know what's so funny is there's so little I looked up um, the the author um, and he's done a ton of stuff like daredevil spider-man noir like all this stuff for marvel and he's done some other project pieces he's even done storyboards for scorsese right Um, he's the next (laughs) scorsese um but francesco uh uh, mr Colafella, he he's um he's got like an instagram he's a younger dude but he he's he's, he doesn't have like there's not even a wikipedia about him there's like nothing really about Mm -hmm. him in terms of like his professional career and stuff. So I found that interesting. There's very like, little he's about this. So fuck. Yes, there is. And you know what? It's you can't get it anymore. How'd you get it? It's well, I got ways of getting it. Right. But, uh <laughs> the, mo- it's, the mafia. Uh, <laughs> I fucking I blew it. <laughs> we went this long and I fucking blew it. The Sicilian blows it. Um, no, it's uh yeah, it's like back ordered everywhere. Um and so it's it's an int- I don't know, it's like an interesting thing that that he put out this beautiful work there's like almost nothing on him and this book is like hard to find as well i don't know any case i think it's gorgeous um and let's let's move on to some gorgeous music what do you think
1: um let me do one final thought uh leone oh of course loves beans that's all he eats in the whole book you never see me eat anything except beans yeah that's true that's it let's leave that out there i had a bean burger for lunch in honor of leone
0: well done.
1: Yeah.
0: Nice. All right. That's that's why uh you've got some cartoon green swaths around you <laughs> on this, uh, <laughs> this virtual podcast. Um so uh he, mean, he, um, and means, I don't want he
1: means farts, folks.
0: <laughs> I don't want to miss Pronounce um, her name again. Can you can you give me our our uh, I'd, be happy composer to. I'd love to She's one of my f- give us some
1: background. She's one of my favorite people. Um, so I met Tammy Wynn at Spiral Bookcase, which is a uh, bookstore in Maniunk. It's it's our local. Um, oh yeah. Um, and I met her, and we were talking about my book, and I found that she was a musician, and she was actually working on this stuff when. She was at the shop. Oh, this album? Yeah, I met, well, wow. When she was working on the pieces that would become this album, she was putting right. different groups together. She was butting heads with certain members, and I, you know, went and talked mm. to her or whatever she was working. Um,
0: Interesante.
1: Getting all the all the deets, uh, the yeah, the gossip, the hot goss. yeah. <laughs> uh, spilling some tea. So she created this project called Meet-A-Moo. M I T A A, sorry M I T A M U, Mitamu. Mitamu. Mita. Um I pulled that from the key W X P M. That's their kind of local uh, write-up. Their their zine, internet zine. Oh
0: yeah, yeah 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 yeah.
1: So they they wrote her album up when it came out, and that it was that's the pronunciation key, <laughs> the one that I sent you earlier. Ka, oh right on. Copy yeah, and paste. Yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> important stuff.
0: Where was? Gotta, it? You gotta be pronouncing people's fucking names right. Yeah. So we're about to start a new school year, sir. Get in the habit.
1: A few casts back, maybe a year ago, a little less, we listened to um, Domi and JD Beck. Yes. Now, while they are prodigy, while they are prodigies and massively proficient on their instruments, I remember giving them a lot of shit for yes. not pushing the art forward. What they did is mm. they just brought in Herbie Hancock, who was like. Awesome in the '60s. Actually, I just saw him at Newport Jazz Fest. He's awesome now, still. Yeah, dude, I <laughs> saw
0: him with Kamasi a few years ago. He's Ooh. fantastic.
1: But if you're pushing the art forward, okay. What I lo-
0: I see where you're going with this, and I do agree. What
1: I love that Tammy did on uh, Mitamu. Um, we'll, we'll call the project Mitamu. All right. Well, we, I won't dress address her. Um, personally.
0: Well, because that's what I think she. I don't want to speak for her, but it feels like that's what she, if she names it as such, and she's so the, the composer. That's the project. Yeah. that's the project.
1: Me too. Mo. Um, it's avant garde. It as fuck. It, but it's full of melody that, like, so you're done listening and you're like, like there's all these great melodies throughout the whole Dude, album, and it's so goddamn good. It's so. And good. And she's really fucking smart like the things she's saying are incredibly articulate and thought-provoking and she's like into futurism and we get some of that on this album i think her next the next one is going to be a lot more uh, futurism ai stuff which is i'm excited
0: dude i'll tell you what that show blew my hair back bring bring us bring us into the fold
1: wrap your cocoon around us
0: So the, the, I'm not going to go into the details of like what preceded her performance. um, Nothing good. uh, Meet the Moose performance. (laughs) But, but it was worth mentioning that it was so different from what she's doing here, Mm -hmm. which is like, I, you know, I'll make jokes about drummers who have sheet music, whatever, It just is. Dude has sheet music. The bassist looks like your buddy from middle school who you knew was going to grow dreadlocks when he got to college. Mm -hmm. The, The whole scene is bananas. And then they start playing, and you're like, oh, these are the greatest musicians I've ever seen in my fucking life. And she has put together these pieces so tastefully and artistically that I have to simultaneously let my body like the organic part of me like be free to move while my mind has to stay Mm -hmm. focused it's a very weird and interesting thing to happen at a show um which which i which i loved i think it's something that like i used to do when i'd see like jojo Mayer do like his live drum and bass thing um when i'd see um Well, when I see, when I saw Kamashi, frankly, and and stuff like that, where you're, you're, you're like, rhythmically, your, your, your body's involved in everything that's happening, but intellectually, you're like processing at a really rapid speed Mm -hmm. what the fuck is, is happening, um, And you're just, I don't know, as a musician going, ooh, how did she fucking think to do that? Ooh, my God, she fucking thought to do this and put this here. And now she's fucking with her voice. Yeah. And she's got this wild ass. What was that thing? So I didn't get a good look at it. I actually really wanted to get get up there after she was done and check it out. But they have these things that are essentially like voice modulators um, that you can run your vocals through. Like a loop machine Uh, almost, right? So, so yes, it's like a digital delay sort of like modulator distortion box thing. All yeah. Right. But, but there's also, if you've ever seen uh, the band Muse, he has this pad and when a, a note is played, he can, he can fuck with it and modulate uh. it. And so it's, I, I, I wanted to like look closer, like I said, to see if it was that or if it was like, almost like a stomp box with the digital delay sort of like right. modulator built in. But in any case, but um, incorporating- it was so cool. And, and when she was choosing to use mm-hmm. that effect was also really tasteful and not weirdness for weirdness sake. And that was the thing that I fucking loved about it is that it was, uh, really, really analog. And when she used digital stuff, mostly just on her voice, um, it was I think only so on her tasteful voice, right well the trumpet player oh, was playing right. that electric flute thing right, right, right. for a little bit mm. too um, but man when he started honking on the 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 regular brass
1: boy oh Brandon, he was honking oh man i was like mm. leone
0: <laughs> you, <laughs> you're taking me there sketch yeah no it was it was, um, that was something else, man. That was, that was a hell of a show and it was wild to see. Oh, and I, that's why I began with like, it was nothing like that because it was wild to see people who had come out probably to support like a friend or a friend of a friend. Um, this like almost, I don't know, sort of, sort of like a, uh, definitely aimed at pop, um, band. And then they were pulled into this. mm mm-hmm. And we were like, "Oh man, there the everybody's gonna be gone. It's gonna be like six of us," and people stayed and people watched. People like tried to understand. Like it was, it was, it was awesome, dude. It was awesome. And I, I, like listening to the album, um, after because ha- my first experience was seeing them live. Really, because I listened to a few songs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, that this is this is fucking cool. I'm into it." And I frankly didn't want to really overdose or get too. Much before seeing it live because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I kind of like that more. Um, listen back to it uh, the past couple of weeks. Man, like the execution is so good.
1: It's so jazz is a tough sell for a lot of people. When you say, hey, you want to go see some jazz? It's like, jazz
0: is well, I yeah, but also like I think jazz is a tougher sell to put on the fucking Bluetooth speaker. Or in the car. Like, I think it's tougher to play like a jazz album for somebody because it's, it's gonna be sterile and it's not gonna f- do what it does when you
1: see it live. I mean, you could say that for all music, right?
0: I think jazz especially, though. Okay. We can. I'll stand by that, actually. I, I, I think jazz especially let's, uh, does, let's, does that. Let's put
1: a pin in that and we'll come back to it, all right? <laughs> okay. We're never coming back to it. So. No, it's done jazz is a tough sell for people and then when you say oh how about a a jazz vocalist me
0: everybody's gonna go skip it about
1: yeah and i'm like (laughs) get the you fucking scat motherfucker get out of here i don't want to yeah
0: but you got nina you can't discount nina there's so many
1: the only two there's only two people are allowed to scat ella fitzgerald Talk about jazz singers though and louis armstrong that's it all right so i i bring up scatting because uh me to there is no scatting
0: i was gonna say there's there's, there's she's not scatting at all no, but
1: where a lesser performer would start scatting she actually does something of substance. I don't need your mouth solo. Shut the fuck up. All right. You've got the words to do. You that. leave
0: Steven Tyler out of this.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he can play the harmonica too.
1: Yeah. Settle down. Settle down, Mr. Tyler. Um loving an elevator. Um <laughs> so where a a lesser artist would, would rely on like, oh that
0: w- throw some lip magic at you. <laughs>
1: um she used the uh the electronic kind of scrambling yeah to get her idea across it's not just here's my solo it's all about ideas yes not just absolutely um pageantry that's what i
0: was saying when she chose to do it was also sort of like enhancing the content of what she was saying Mm -hmm. you know like like um Ah, fuck, I actually pinpointed a whole fucking phrase that she she chooses to fuck with. And because that one is being fucked with, it's like burnt tongue. You are you 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 have to go back to it because you're like, why would you fuck with that one? And then you're thinking about that one in particular more. You know what I'm is saying? Is it
1: the first track? Um not suited for public consumption? Yes. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, right away. She's hitting you with it right away. You know, I, th- I bet we could play all this That's what I'm saying, good choices, tasty Are we gonna get... tasty choices I'm playing some of this Yeah, go for it
0: She's not going to be mad I shouldn't speak for her, I have no idea, she might be mad You know her better than
1: I We're not going to get um. So you feel like, oh yeah, I'm just going to get high have started like
0: a minute 20 in Here we go <laughs> You know how that song
1: <laughs> It pays homage to like a Jimi Hendrix. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a great reference. Um, yes. Uh, beginning of Axis Bald is Love, the album. It's like, yeah. You know,
0: when all the planes are in there.
1: It starts like a radio interview. It's like, is it the way? Wi- with the Alien oh, 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 Landing, right? Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about Wind Cries Mary" for a second, because mm-hmm. that that but 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 those ambient sort of elements yeah. are 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 that just was the connection yeah, that I and made, this is but.
1: this all this is a minute and forty eight. That this is an intro, you know. Um, Absolutely. So yeah. let me play just a, a little bit of the, of track two. Here we go. So we had that kind of interplay, that almost like a, a round. We had that not suited for public consumption in the background, actually singing her new uh, introduction to the song. And here's,
0: Dude, I'll be, I'll be perfectly frank because Nothing is coming through.
1: Okay, well, it came through on my end, and it came through. I, good-
0: I hope to God that that came through your fucking microphone,
1: yeah. <laughs> nothing came through here at all. So I would encourage our listeners that if you know, oh, you know, like if you like jazz, check out Midomo. If you're on the fence, like well, I don't really want to listen to jazz, and even what you just played doesn't sound like awesome to me, um, listen to it. Like actually, put some headphones on, give yourselves ten minutes, experience something new.
0: Yeah, man. Because it's
1: exactly. it's all. I think what she's trying to do is given experience through the music it's, it's like sunflowers yeah. in the east like it's well, it's got this whole like i hate using the word vibe it's i feel like it's a it's like a clicky word right now but oh it's oh god yeah but it's got um
0: it does have a vibe
1: it does we're going to say it. i'm going with it okay, why not? going not?
0: it's that's what it is
1: i mean you can totally vibe to this
0: well it, you could also like if you if if that's a fucking vibe that you're into you're going to be very pleased dude because that's the thing is like like i said i love when i'm enjoying something and i see people who were resistant or didn't even think that this might be something that they'd be interested in and they come back up stairs Mm -hmm. right there was there i saw people who came down because they were they needed to see like get that up top balcony view of the band before them mm-hmm. came down went straight to the bar were doing whatever now, obviously it sounds like I'm just watching people and not the band but like you notice people in a small place yeah. like Johnny Brenda's and and I saw like a head turn another head turn I saw a tap I saw up the stairs and that brought such a smile to my face cuz I was like yeah man like this is fucking
1: righteous and it's- Probably the most interesting music that's been played on Johnny Brenda's stage in in probably months. I'm not saying the the best or anything, because there's a lot of great acts that come through. This is the thing, and
0: it's ironic because my brother and I were just talking about this. Uh, No, it wasn't actually. It was my buddy Tom. Um, Randomly going to Johnny Brenda's will often pay off huge dividends. Yeah. I went because of a band name, Brian Scary and the Shredding Tears. Mm-hmm. Great, fantastic! It was a, 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 one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Avant garde, tons of th- synthesizer, jazz, all dressed in Dumb and Dumber suits. Like it was, it was, it was, it was, it was theatrical. Mm-hmm. He had props. He had a tiny TV. All this stuff. Randomly went because I liked the the thing. My buddy Tom was talking to me the other day. He went and saw and you will know us by the trail of the dead randomly. Mm. Showed up, they were there, blew his whole dome to pieces.
1: That's a well known right? band though.
0: That is a well known band, not the greatest example. But he randomly went yeah. and they happened to be there. All right, so
1: hat, which was my hats point. off to the booker. To the, to the,
0: I think the booker does I think the booker crushes it at yeah. Johnny
1: Brown. Okay, so based off of that evening, the opener I was really into, the second act. Oh, they were great. The second act was was fine. You know, serviceable. They were exactly what they were—a West Philly, you know, um, house show band. You know, they did that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. They did that. They did did that that well. Well. Yeah. But then you get these professionals from New York coming down, (laughs) and
0: it's It's like fucking the whole place.
1: Holy shit! Um,
0: That that dude. That that's why I said the JoJo Mayer thing mm -hmm. because when when I was studying music in New York you hear about shows like that. It's in this basement the first Thursday, whatever, you know, you hear about shit like that and you go to that stuff and you go, Jesus Christ, how am I ever going to be able to hang? You know what I mean? With any of, with any of this that's going on, like now I know that this exists, Mm -hmm. so I can't help but think, well, I have to now hang with that or who am I? You know what I mean? Like why bother? Just,
1: just play punk music and play it like pubs. You'll be fine.
0: Yeah, but like, I guess if that's your thing. <laughs> sure. Right. Okay. But like, if you're into this, yeah. then obviously it has to now become a part of you. No, no, and that's what, what I'm what saying. What I'm
1: saying is if you want to have no or you know, if you're afraid of art, then just start a punk band with your buddies. And just play brew pubs in the suburbs. Listen,
0: though, this is, but this is, this, <laughs> this is, I, oh man, you got me, but you got somebody, but the, uh, the, the point I was going to make is in defense of punk drummers, some of your best studio drummers, some of your best drummers on tour right now, are are formerly of punk bands.
1: Yeah, but they're probably afraid of art, or that's why you said f- no. formally. That's why you said formally of punk bands. That's why I
0: said formally. Yeah, because they weren't afraid of yeah. art. Drummers are not afraid of anything, really. I haven't met a per. I, re- I haven't met a rhythm section that was like, ooh, I'm not gonna." That's a little too much. <laughs> No, they try and do it. Yeah. They might fail, fall on their fucking or face, but they'll it. try and do, do it. it. Yeah. It's the guitarist and the front man. <sighs> They're like, no, no, no. That's out of my key. Yeah. That's out of my range. <laughs> hey, um, tell no, me I'm wrong. No, you're not
1: wrong at all. I know. Let me like, put this forward, though. Put put forth this proposition. I don't think that uh, the lead singer of Miedemo would ever be like, that's out of my range. I think the weirder, no, yeah. the better.
0: She'd find a way. Yeah. She'd find a way too. That's that. Well, that's that's the avant-garde inventiveness, fucking creativity that I love about it. And
1: even though everything was, I'll do it. I'll fucking I'll figure it out. It wasn't. Give me a minute. They weren't. Give me a fucking minute. (laughs) She wasn't playing off charts, and some of the guys were playing off charts,
0: and some of the stuff. is... The drummer had charts. I think the keyboardist had charts, and the bass
1: player had one too. That he was looking over. Oh, I didn't. But these these are like session guys.
0: I think. Dude, they I, were the bass player blew my whole fucking brain apart.
1: They are her band from what I was looking looking up. They are Meet And, Moo, and I think um Tammy's worked with them before. But they've probably they probably had another gig. Maybe even later that night. Someone probably weren't back to New York to dude. catch the uh you know two o'clock set at uh, you know, whatever. Who knows?
0: The blue note, yeah. yeah. I dude, honestly, out of all of them, obviously she... She was incredible, and I know, knowing that she composed the entire thing is, you know, that's a whole, but the bassist dude, he's so unassuming. When you talk about a dude in, in in white Hanes socks and fucking sandals with corduroy Janko jeans and God knows what else as a shirt, and and he rips it to shreds, I couldn't handle that, dude. That blew my whole fucking... To pieces,
1: Uh, you know, you're gonna get some good pot from him too,
0: dude. He was walking around, and I just really terribly made the assumption that he was there to see the second band. Mm -hmm. And then he got on stage, and I was like, This is why you're an idiot, this is why you're a fucking not the
1: bass player to yourself. You were saying that
0: myself, yeah, this is me speaking to myself (laughs) in an altered state, yeah, and 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 just and just just hating. Every instinct yeah. <laughs> that I had about this guy, and he crushed it, dude, I mean he took that thing for a run mm-hmm. like i wasn't gonna he wasn't walking anything he was he wasn't a jog, he was sprinting as if there was not even a race to be had that he wouldn't win yeah it was it was ridiculous i dude i was i was I was really impressed. I mean, what um, what
1: else are you going to do when the singer of your band says, lace up your hokas, Jimmy? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's your time to shine, you know?
0: Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, no, that, th- this is one of the best bands I've seen live in a really, really long time, and I see a lot of shows. And that was a fucking treat. Yeah,
1: it was a big treat. Um, The reason I brought up that a lot of the stuff... You know, they had charts and it was composed is that they were tight, super fucking tight. But there was a playfulness. There was somehow still yeah. that looseness where if something it wasn't
0: stiff at all,
1: not at all. And that I. That's the mark. It is. Yeah.
0: Can you when you see music like this and you go and see it often? That's the mark. Like you don't even bother if they're if they're playing and it's stiff. And it's, and it's, and it's mechanical. You, 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 I, I, I don't know. Did you have a period where you went and this was like all you used to see for a while, you know, being heavy into, into, into sort of a jazz
1: scene and, and. No, I was never, I was never heavy into a jazz scene.
0: There's a lot. Do you ever see Whiplash? Mm -hmm. That is very stiff to me. That's very mechanical.
1: Even the, yeah. Even the end. I mean, that's like competition even the solo right yeah Yeah, that's
0: competition bands shit yeah exactly and so i think that's kind of what i'm saying is like there's something about the back alley and and if you're you're seeking out these back alley bands Mm -hmm. for a while and you you start to notice that there there are these session type musicians and they're they're doing this and this is something where they're good enough that they can make you feel like you're seeing something for the first time. But if you see it enough, you know, you're not. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: No, I, I'm picking it up. Yeah.
0: And, and so, and so these guys, I did not get that sense, even though in the back of my head, I was like, probably, but like I didn't get the sense that the performance was giving me that
1: vibe. Yeah. They, <laughs> they could have played the same exact set note for note the next night and right. it would still seem new and fresh. Right, and that's 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 the mark of a really good band. Uh, I,
0: this Thank you for summing uh, five minutes of digression <laughs> into thirty yeah. seconds.
1: I don't want to knock the the um, second act, but they seemed no. they seemed like they were trying to remember their parts and get through. Let's survive these songs. Let's survive this gig.
0: I love that you say that. Yeah. And then, Cause when you see it enough, you see that. Yeah. And that is a real thing that as a musician, you sometimes will feel and do. Yeah. Like we just gotta fucking and, I wish it wasn't this way, but we gotta fucking get through this and do it as well as we can.
1: And Midamou was absolutely not that. not that. It was it <laughs> yeah. was like a whole different universe it's like you traveled through 12 pages of outer space graphics <laughs> to get to another <laughs> dimension <laughs> where good music could be played right in front of you yep so well done. flawlessly effortlessly
0: yeah yeah oh yeah um nicely done so I, d- I don't have much more that's my final thought I don't have much more to say there yeah beautiful you did it.
1: Effortless, avant-garde, um, and I...
0: Th- Thought-provoking? Absolutely. Let's put that yep. in there.
1: Um, so Tammy has another project called My Tam, M-Y space T-A-M, and I think I'm pronouncing that absolutely wrong. Um, might be Tim. Might be. Um, that could be wrong, too. I could have been right the first time.
0: <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm um, strong point. So I think
1: she's got different <laughs> projects, but I... Th- if if i'm not mistaken um and you can look on your own listeners uh i think there's a new a new project coming down the pipeline soon nice so i'm excited for that and sh-
0: yeah will that be uh you think on these these streamers
1: i hope so these are on the streamers and you can buy them on bandcamp it as is well on the streamers yeah and
0: as you should as you should i'm just supporting bands on bandcamp dear listener is the best thing you can do for a band short of seeing them live and buying their merch,
1: Especially on Bandcamp Fridays.
0: Yeah. Because so. 100% goes to the
1: band. Yeah. I'm do, If you didn't know. Just, now you do. I'm just happy she's my pal. And I could like... Yeah, dude. See, see, it
0: was very surreal to have spoken mm-hmm. to uh, uh, her, her partner mm-hmm. and then watch him fucking honk his brains out. Like, oh shit, dude. I figured you were awesome, obviously, but I just was unprepared for that level of awesome. I was like, oh, fuck. This dude is no joke yeah. in every sense. You don't
1: expect a guy with a t-shirt tucked in to be as good at the horn as that.
0: Tucked into capri pants. Yeah.
1: Actually, I don't know if he I don't think he had a t-shirt. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying dumb shit. Um, He was, just, he normal, he was a normal looking guy. He um, was a normal yeah. dude, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's... It's just so nice to see someone that.
0: He was actually not a normal dude because he was incredible at the trumpet. Yeah,
1: that was that's not normal. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it's just nice to see someone that you know and you care about, like doing the thing that they love, and when they're actually like really fucking good at it too, really it makes it awesome. It's I don't know. It's like a it's almost like a shared success in some weird. Yeah.
0: Well, it's just it's just I think I guess, great. You're proud to know that like you. Yeah, there's, there is, there's like a pride, but there's also this like, like, and, and don't fucking stop. You know what I mean? Like, and, and yeah, you, you have purpose and, and, and continue. Don't stop like that. That, that's my, that's always my feeling when I see somebody being, you know, good at a thing they're good at.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Oh, sorry. And and the final, the, um, the tie in from Leone
0: Oh, I thought it was the 12 pages of outer space. No, no, no. no, no.
1: This is so.
0: That was the funny one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess um, if that was funny to you. I don't know what makes you laugh. Um, you're not it's been seven <laughs> seasons. Jesus. <laughs> Pay attention. Uh, let me let me go to Fuck. her website super quick because I want to read her bio. OK, um, let me let me just tie this back into the uh, to the graphic novel. Please do, and you know beyond the twelve pages of uh, outer space,
0: which was hilarious.
1: I mean, I'm, you know it was hilarious that you paid for that and gave it to me. <laughs> so uh, there is the immigrant story, the second generation immigrant story, I guess. In this, in uh, Tammy's case, so Tammy Wind, A.K.A. Midamu, is an interdisciplinary and multi-award-winning artist who draws inspiration from all forms of storytelling. True. As a a second-generation queer Vietnamese-American, many questions surrounding identity, culture, and values collide in her practice. These questions often become the music Wynn wants to create. She is interested in creating works that explore collective storytelling through improvisation and the relationship between visual art, poetry, music, and technology. Themes she has previously explored include fragmentation and identity, multiculturalism, and most recently, futurism. Incredible. So I think that there is that tie in there to the immigrant story of um, one racist, Dominic James LaRocca, the inventor of jazz. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. The inventor of jazz, Leone, (laughs) and Tammy. Oh, God.
0: Nicely done. I didn't think you were going to be able to like this book, put as much as you did into that short span of time. But you sure did. You put put it all in there. Well done.
1: Hey, let's get into that Peroni. Oh, yeah. I'm going to grab
0: another one from the old fridge. We are jumping into Peroni, the brewery founded by Francesco Peroni. In Vigevano, Italy, northern Italy in 1846, my friend. Let me tell you a little bit something about this. Um, this is probably tasty because of the water. You know what kind of water? Spring water. Glacial water. Because it's from those mountains up in the they north. All Alps. And so... Yeah, man. And I think that's I think that's why it sort of like elevates itself beyond the standard Pilsner, you know, Um, it has that. I don't know. It's like a a, a crispness and a sweetness. Um, And so this. uh, Honestly, is is a fucking fantastic beer. Um, You know, there's this dramatic shift in, in in Italy uh in the early 1900s where people are moving to the cities and they're going out more uh and all this stuff is happening and and this beer just like takes off because this brilliant fucking dude had the idea to to just make this very standard but very excellent beer uh you know 60 years before 70 years before um and now it's uh, it's worldwide, baby. It was I think it was bought by like the the European Miller in uh, in the early two thousands, and now it's owned by a Japanese uh, company and distributed worldwide, um, which you know is fantastic for us.
1: Oh, it's a good beer. I've had Peroni a few times. I think I mentioned before the cast that I used to hate it. It had that kind of skunky flavor. Those the green bottle beers have a very specific, yes, kind of do. flavor. They let too much light in. I They're think. letting that light in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. But I've come around. I'm into it. It is it's light,
0: arguably the sexiest bottle, um, and it's like, you know, it's 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 basically 11 ounces. It's 11.2, so you're you're able to sort of put them down. Um, and it gets you to a different place than like a light beer would or something like that because it's still five percent, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's not that light beer, just like water. This is like a tasty beer, and where you would have been cool with like three because it's 11 ounces, you're putting them down faster. The shape of the bottle is just sliding it down your gullet, <laughs> and now you're at four and five. <laughs> Sounding like me. That's like tw- you that's know? like
1: twenty percent. It's like a twenty percent beer if you have four or five of them, right? That's how that works. It's like a glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's very Italian. Um,
1: right? um, I was drinking yeah. Trogs Oktoberfest because Oktoberfest is. I mean, we're like a week away. They're in.
0: They're yep. in now, baby. Um, I don't think I, I don't yeah. think
1: I had the Trogs Oktoberfest before. Um, it's good.
0: No kidding. Get yeah, it? I have the Trogs like summer variety pack. In the fridge, it's very tasty. The Oktoberfest, yeah, I don't think I've ever tried it. Does it have that? Is it, is it as heavily malted as a, as a Sam's or like a Sly Fox?
1: Um, I, I wouldn't say as heavily, but it's definitely malted. It's nice.
0: I mean, that's the mark of an Oktoberfest, isn't it? Yeah, not? it's
1: got to be malty. Uh, malty. Yeah, you know, a Pennsylvanian Malta. German beer is going to be pretty good pretty pretty good
0: yeah we do have that going on don't we
1: yeah Bruden hershey pa that's right they moved right to hershey yeah yeah not long ago a couple of years five years ago went to that company town 10 years ago whatever hey i've got a r-
0: 47 eons ago <laughs> do
1: you have any final thoughts on your prony
0: i'll be honest with you I, I don't I want to give it its due, but I don't know what more is to be said because it's a delicious beer. If you're in Europe, this is what you should get over Estella. I'll make that argument. Um, and I think that a Peroni, if it came in cans, wouldn't be the same thing. There's a sexiness about it that I really enjoy.
1: All right. I have a rating system for you. I give. Leone, Notes on a Life. I have, to, I have to rate this on two or maybe three components. Artwork, mm-hmm. I give it 11 out of 11 meatballs in your Italian wedding soup. Um, story, I give it three out of 11 meatballs. Oof. And um, Provocation of Discussion and Thoughts, I give it a 10 out of 11. Meatballs in your Italian wedding soup. Uh, Meatamu.
0: That's 24 out of 33 meatballs. Is it? Whatever that averages to, I don't know, but that's what it is. The
1: amalgamation of the meatballs. (laughs) Oh,
0: look what we've done here. (laughs) The
1: sum. uh, (laughs) uh, I give Meatamoo 11 out of 11 meatballs in your Italian wedding soup, because 11 is the right amount of meatballs. 12 is too many. 11
0: is the right amount of b- You're absolutely 10 right. 10 is one man. too you've, few. You've crushed it. And let's be clear it's Sunflower in the East, mm-hmm. the album that we're commenting Yep,
1: on. Sunflower in the East by Meetamu. You can find her on Bandcamp. M I T A M U. And this Trogs, you know, fuck it. I'm going to rate the Peroni because I've had proni countless times. Was a say, number yeah. of times. Uh, I give that a 7 out of 11 meatballs in your Italian wedding soup only because. It's fine, and it looks like you could buy it at a Seven Eleven.
0: But you've done it some justice by putting an odd number there because you can fit two meatballs in your Italian wedding soup if you've had a legit Italian wedding soup on your spoon, mm-hmm. and you always want an extra one. Yeah, nicely done. Um, I love it. So I would argue... If I'm gonna break it into this trifecta of rating, um yeah, eleven out of eleven for the visual component of Leone notes on a life, I would give the story a seven out of eleven mm. because I was left wanting with certain aspects of it, but I do gravitate towards the non just piece. just
1: like if you ate something from seven <laughs> eleven. <laughs>
0: Oh goodness, chimichanga, and I am going to rate. What was the third aspect of it? Oh, the thought provocation. Yeah. I would say that to me would would also be a ten out of eleven, because um, it absolutely did that, and I, I think that that's uh, relatively universal as well. I don't think that's, you know, just specific to um, those interested in heritage or Italian American, whatever. Um I would say Mitsu's um sunflower in the east uh I absolutely give 11 out of 11 uh meatballs in your Italian wedding soup and uh Peroni I would give Yeah, I got to agree with you. 7 out of 11 um meatballs in your Italian wedding soup. Yeah, it's on the lo-
1: uh cuz that's the right number. It's on the lower side
0: of good. Yeah, that's the right number. Yeah. Um absolutely. Uh listen. This was an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to it um with much vigor all day. I'm glad you enjoyed the artwork at the very least as much as I did. Mm-hmm. And uh I am so pleased to have you my fellow Italian-American friend. Paisano! Oh. to share these things with. Hey. Um I have made a Instagram page for us. Well I can't wait to get this one back. I'm gonna post so much shit on this thing, dude. I cannot wait. If we're talking about something, I'm gonna put it on there. If there's a YouTube clip that we reference, I'm gonna put it on there. I'll put all that stuff on there. I'm gonna just keep doing keep it. Keep those stories. It's we'll, all gonna go up. Keep on. those stories. I'm just gonna keep doing it. You know why? Because that's fun, and it is like present in my mind, and that's how I wanted to do it to begin with. So, in any case, uh, it's book underscore record underscore beer. If you check out Instagram, go there. Otherwise, we are on SoundCloud. We are on iTunes. We are on Spotify. Although, you know that because you're listening to this. So I think the Instagram one was the only one I really wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what episode was this? We're in like season seven?
0: Season seven, episode four. And this
1: will be the final one for this year, right? Next one's in October. Let's start over. Fresh, episode one, no, season eight. No,
0: we can't be doing it. I, I don't think we're doing it that way anymore. I think we have to. Yeah? Yeah. That's going to be so fun. It's going
1: to be really four episodes.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I guess that's the way we do things now. All right. New Instagram, new season. It's the rules. New Instagram, new season. (coughs) Be well.
1: Honk, daddy.